0: BYU Sports Nation 3-0. BYU football holds on against Houston. Why last night was just what the Cougars on Blue needed. BYU
1: national champion and college football expert Blaine Fowler tells us where BYU gets better in preparation
0: for that rematch with Virginia. Plus, Brian Logan on the biggest strength and weakness of this current team and your takeaways from last night. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines, presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, September 12th. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with... Backup video game tester, Jerem Jordan.
1: That would be fun. Speaking of backup, I can't stop laughing at a Vine that came out of last night's game. <laughs> Mitchell <laughs> Jurgens catches the ball <laughs> in the first half, and then you know it, it, he fumbles it; it gets taken out of his hand. But as he's catching it, there's a guy. What was his name again? Trayvon. Trayvon Stewart.
0: Stewart's, yeah.
1: Trayvon Stewart is in front of Jurgens, looking the wrong direction, and jumps as Jurgens already caught the ball. Like, like you pressed the wrong button in like Madden or something. It's like, what in the world happened? I tweeted it out. It's so funny. It's the most delayed
0: reaction yeah. I think I've ever seen in a football play.
1: I think we're planning on taping something with us after
0: trying to simulate that. Yeah, it's awesome. This on Twitter from at Warren Sapp, NFL Hall of Famer. Anybody else in the state of Texas wants some of BYU 2-0? Yeah, well said. What did we tell you about eyeballs on this game last night? People are watching.
1: And that's a guy who probably had duties with the NFL Network watching the Ravens-Steelers last night, Thursday night game. He's
0: paying attention to BYU. He heard about what they did against Texas and then was like, oh, they got Houston tonight, September 11th. Now he says, that anybody else in Texas want BYU? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you want guys like that saying good things about BYU football. Winning. Join our conversation 24/7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Started off on this Friday with today's Twitter question.
1: What was your biggest takeaway from last night's win? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Matthew W. Evans. Biggest takeaway? We are not invincible. Good lesson to learn early.
0: That's a valid point, but I I mean all I heard was win. Win. My biggest takeaway? W I N. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Win with things to fix. BYU beats Houston 33-25 in an emotional home opener on September 11th. The Cougars are 3-0. For the first time since 2008. Only the third time in 20 years. Wait a
1: minute. BYU only won by 8.
0: BYU's defense gave up 10 rushing yards. 10!
1: BYU was negative 3 in the turnover category. Turnover okay. margin.
0: Okay. BYU negative 3 in the turnover margin, but never trailed.
1: BYU was up 23-0. Okay,
0: timeout. Call a timeout. That's your first call timeout. Look, we get it. Jerem and I clearly see both sides. It wasn't a pretty win. We talked about this for a long time this morning. But it was a win! Yeah,
1: 3-0 is awesome. Boo hoo! BYU's 3-0! BYU's 3-0! Do you know how many teams in the country are 3-0 right now? There's only One! one team, and it's BYU. Yes, there are lots of things to fix. But I'm excited that BYU has won all three games they have played. Obviously, there's things to focus on, and we'll talk about that and address that coming up with Blaine Fowler and Brian Logan. But the bottom line is, for those of you that thought BYU would crush fools by 30 the rest of the season, think again. If you go undefeated, it doesn't matter how many, by how many points you, you win that game. BYU's not getting into the college football playoff. At best, to me, is New Year's 6. And if they go undefeated, that's going to happen.
0: When was the last time BYU had a special season, Jeremy? Throw out a year.
1: I'd call 06, 09. I thought those were pretty good. 11 and 2. You have some notable wins, accomplishments in those seasons. You might have to go back to 2001. You start 12 and 0, but you have a sour end. Okay. Getting blown out to Hawaii, losing to Louisville. You finish 12 and 2. So I would, special? 96? Okay, exactly.
0: 96. 14 and 1. They were 14-1. BYU beat a very mediocre, almost bad SMU team 17-14 to that year. What? Does
1: anybody care there, about that? Was there panic at the disco when that happened?
0: Did they win? Did they win?
1: Just win. Yeah. You, in the, listen, in the end, if BYU runs the table, you're not going to think back and go, well, they only won by eight over here. You're going to think, they won. They won. Yeah, should BYU have won that game by more? Yes. And in a moment, I'll tell you the eight minutes and eight seconds that changed the game and kept Houston in it.
0: BYU undefeated, ranked, and they can learn, and they still won. Learning That's through good. a win. 3-0, oh, great. Lesson one? Okay, don't relax when you get out to a quick start. Jamal Williams addressed that very issue last night. We came out and got right on them, and uh, we just came off
2: the gas just a little bit. Uh. I think we just we haven't been used to getting up on people so quickly in, in the first half, but it's it's a, a good thing that we're doing now. We just gotta
0: keep on them the whole game and, and not let them come back. BYU in a team meeting this morning, and I guarantee you, Bronco at the head of the class saying, "Look, we won. Okay, we're three and zero, but we can fix this, 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 this." There are absolutely there are a million things they want to address and fix. Blown coverages, and they
1: do every week, whether they win or lose. But guess what? It's a little easier when you win. It's celebratory. It's great. Why does it feel like a loss to some people? you People! BYU's 3-0. and Relax. But wait! If you play like this against Boise State in Central Florida, you'll probably lose. That's exactly right. I don't recall BYU playing those teams last night. I just saw them play Houston and BYU won the game.
0: Were they 1-0 after the week? Did they, did they meet the objective yeah. that, that the team and Bronco lined, lined up this week? Well, we want to be 1-0. Like,
1: well, if they're like this every week, guess what? It's one game. It's a one-game season. Each game is different. And so the next game is Virginia. And luckily, BYU has nine days to recover for this. Taysom Hill. How many carries did that guy have last night? 26. 26, 26 carries. carries. Jamal, 28 carries. 62 carries for the Cougars. Injuries to Algernon Brown. Bronson Kafusi. Get those guys healthy.
0: There are things that BYU can fix. Jerem's going to hit on his eight minutes and eight seconds that changed the game. Luckily, it
1: won't take that long. i will take less than eight minutes.
0: But first, an eight-second soundbite from Bronco Mendenhall on what he thought about last night's execution. A few critical penalties
1: at the wrong time, a few sudden change opportunities, and the game probably looks different, but we, we weren't ready to execute quite at that high a level yet.
0: Eight minutes and eight seconds. Changed the course of the game but you should One not team. be in panic mode. Eight. Eight minutes.
1: You ready for this? I'm ready. Bring it's, it on. It's 23-0, right? BYU okay. yep. uh, gives up a field goal. It's 23-3. It's
0: for 60. Oh! Oh!
1: The blue goggles were on it. Oh! You're so awesome. <laughs> 23-3. Uh, the weird interception. The ball bounces off the line, goes up in the air. Pick. Houston then drives down, has a third and goal. Uh... Is the, John O'Korn is taken down. We stuff it. Alani Fu has called for a personal foul. Oh! I think that should have been on Manoa Picula, But th- it was it was t- a terrible call. Uh, Blue goggles. Terrible call. Touchdown. Tw- 23-9. Okay, whatever. BYU with under a minute and a half to play. Throws to Mitchell Juergens deep. Oh, yeah. Get out of bounds, brother. Nope. Stays in bounds. Goes at the guy. Rob Daniel type play for Houston. But this time, Houston brings it back. Throws a Hail Mary Touchdown! It's twenty-three fifteen at the break. What second half, first drive? Scott Arlano, the failed fourth down run on the punt. Bang! One, two, three, four, five unforced errors in eight minutes and eight seconds. Houston took advantage and it changed the game. Otherwise, BYU goes into the break probably twenty-three to three, maybe thirty to three, or twenty-six, maybe a field And goes? has the yeah. first drive of the second half, even if they don't score. It's not an eight-point game. It's a 20-something point Credit game.
0: Houston for being a ball-hawking defense. Yes,
1: but they feel like unforced errors from Brigham.
0: And an opportunistic offense at that. They took advantage of the mistakes that BYU made. So, so that group
1: of uh, BYU is 23-3 to all of a sudden the fake punt fail. Eight minutes and eight seconds from the end of the first to the beginning of the second half. Changed the game. It's that it made fast. made it a game.
0: It is that fast. Penalties are another thing that BYU will certainly address. They've, 11. They have had a ton this season. Devon Blackman, a penalty on himself, but
1: that, that touchdown comes back. Uh, BYU, multiple good conversions and nice plays where they either turn it over or they have penalties. So certainly there are things to clean up, but I am encouraged by the fact that BYU is winning the games. I can't emphasize this enough. In the last 20 years, BYU started 3-0 three times. One of them is
0: right now. They're undefeated and ranked. Why are you hanging your head?
1: Things are okay. Look, I think it's (laughs) dangerous to change the standard after one performance. So you see Texas and you go, "Oh, the sky's the limit." Like, wait, that was one game. That might be a peak Peak, moment. moment. That might be the best game BYU plays all year. Chances are it is. Hopefully not. And then you see a Houston game and you go, "Ah, the standards down now." Hey.
0: Why? Why the, it out. why the waves in this? That that we. How many times have the we addressed the variation this? is way too extreme. Regression to the mean. It's like, regression to the mean. We haven't
1: addressed this before, but the blue goggles going on. It's like, oh, is terrible. They're going to lose <laughs> now
0: to Virginia by third. <laughs> Calm down. Like it's all good. is three zero. It's, it's home. Like, the blue it's goggle extreme. The other side of that. Uh, okay. The the regression to the mean is a perfect way to introduce yes. Jordan Leslie. Yes. Okay. He 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 gets it. He's a guy that's been around football for a long time. The graduate transfer talked about keeping an even keel. first half, I think we came out and showed everybody you know how good we can be when we're all uh, working
2: together. The second half we you know we have some stuff we need to work on, but you never want to let you know
0: get too down or get too high. You want to just keep a level head and get ready for Virginia next week. Then there's taysom Hills performance who threw the ball six times to Jordan last night, Jordan leading receiver again. Was it an epic spectacle with the iconic leap-type performance? No. But let's look at it in a different light. Taysom took over the game when BYU needed him to. To
1: ensure that BYU won. That was the bottom line. Not some crazy hurdle or whatever. That's awesome. But Taysom Hill did what he needed to do, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 160. Taysom Hill rushed for 160 last night versus Houston on 26 carries. BYU opponents have rushed, by the way, for 163 (laughs) this season. (laughs) BYU-D is good. They are short fields. uh, You know, backs against the wall a little bit there where they give up some points. But I really like what they have. Listen, it wasn't like the Heisman moment for Taysom, but guess what? He took over the game to ensure the BYU won. So that is, in a way, a Heisman moment. You take over the game. It's not sexy at all. For Heisman voting or anything, but guess what? If BYU's undefeated, he's going to be in the mix.
0: Taysom probably needs nine days to prepare for Virginia. Seriously, that after... guy—that
1: guy gives everything he's got. Devon Blackman tweeted a photo last Sunday of them at church. Devon, I guess, went with Taysom. Taysom looks so tired and beat up, like we saw him last year after a game in studio after the oh, Houston game. Yeah, he was oh. like, like lips fat, and just got, <laughs> he's got—he's a like, warrior, man. Oh, yeah, absolute He was warrior. cut up on his forearms. Three
0: hundred sixty yeah. total yards, two touchdowns, twenty-one of thirty-four passing, which is sixty-two percent.
1: That was his worst game of the season passing. Uh, how many
0: of you would have begged for sixty-two percent at the third game, Taysom this passing guy. last year? Yeah, exactly. Let's get some perspective here. Let's go to the Twitter machine now. It's Twitter time. What was your biggest takeaway from last night's win at Bridger Hill? BYU's defense brings the pain. For the second time, offense and penalties keep Houston in the game like yeah, they that, did last year.
1: Yep, that's the frustrating thing. Yeah, turnovers, penalties, clean it up for
0: sure. But you can clean it up. That's the good thing.
1: At Cox Web Dev, we're not perfect, but we're still undefeated and plenty
0: to be happy about. Yeah.
1: That's, I think, our message as well. Here.
0: How good was the defense? Good grief. Craig Bills. Oh.
1: He gets a targeting call for a shoulder hit that was so <laughs> obvious. That's how... Good, and they reviewed,
0: and they, <laughs> they reviewed they a play it.
1: where the guy was down, but the ball came out. Oh. Well, of course they, they review targeting every time. Not their best. Craig night. Bills brings the lumber man.
0: Yeah, he boy, he, that that dude is a big. He's he, a lumberjack. Swings a big stick, man. Woo! At Foof's Chili Plate, discipline is still sorely lacking. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. But you can fix those things. Maturity will come. You can coach that. That's not a hard fix. That's not a. That's that's not being a terrible this, football team.
1: This was a little bit of a wake up call. BYU thought they were going to just crush Houston
0: by thirty or Ooh, yeah, seventeen plus. But that, I'm telling you what, winning. <laughs> <laughs> Women's soccer lost last night four to three to LSU. That's all I want to say about that. They played Long Beach on, State on Saturday try and get some redemption. Up next, Brian Logan, the biggest strength and weakness of the current BYU football team b comes out next oh, on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, I didn't know it was b BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter if you don't already, at BYU Sports Nation.
1: Tomorrow on BYU TV, 9 Eastern Time, women's soccer returns to BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars take on Long Beach State. Uh, BYU started started 02 and 2 since then I've struggled a little bit so hoping to uh, correct things against the 49ers I'm calling I'm calling it
0: out they they go bonkers on, on Saturday What's night What's bonkers 3 nothing Yeah they they get a big win against 17 Long Beach plus State. that's that is the equivalent of 17 They go plus. Germany on Brazil <laughs> No that's like Whoa! that's like winning 100 to nothing Yeah Our Twitter question today what was your biggest takeaway from last night's BYU win over Houston? Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining the program now, Brian Logan. B Logan. B Low. He has multiple That's personalities. Three different people to me. We're just hoping that the one that has common sense shows up. Brian, uh, what kind of a mood are you in this morning?
2: Uh, I'm in a, a B Logan type of a mood. So <laughs> what it, does it, that in mean? It's in between Brian and in between B-Low. So, you know, two, those are the two of the extremes right there. So, you know, hopefully with your comments, you guys can keep me caged and, okay. and we don't let the beast B-Low out.
1: Hashtag impossible. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of what we've been talking about is, yes, BYU has some things to correct, penalties, turnovers, consistency, all that kind of stuff. But they're 3-0, Brian. We should celebrate the fact that BYU is 3-0 for just the second time in the Bronco Hall era.
2: You know, I I agree with you on that, and and you know, last night on the on the, the game show, I was I felt like it was a loss. You know, I felt like um, you know BYU left a lot in the field, and and you know, I was disappointed personally. You know, as more as a, as a fan, but you know, as a former player, yes, I mean, you get to get the win, get the W. You know, at the end of the day, that is really what matters. Is you know how many how many wins you have at the end of the season, how many losses you have at the end of the season, but when you are in a in a in a position like BYU to really start gaining some national recognition, to to really start to get that hype, uh, you got a, a potential Heisman candidate in, in Taysom Hill. You have to you have to get some style points, and that's where that's where it really broke my heart. Was hey, this is nine eleven, an emotional game, national TV. There's no other games on right now you know, all eyes, you guys just whooped up on Texas. You know, let's see what this BYU team is made out of. Let's see what this this kid Taysom Hill can do. And then you, you know, have a close game against a, a, a team that you should have beat. I mean, that's where the disappointment comes in.
0: Taysom Hill's performance was very workmanlike last night. He didn't have the iconic leap moment that he did against Texas. However, what we noticed is when his team needed him in the clutch – he was the guy that wanted the ball in his hands. He said, you know what, we're not losing. We are, going, we are going to win this game, and I am going to lead that. Isn't there something to be said about that mentality for Taysom? And he also threw 62% completion. If this is his weakest performance to date, does that not say something about the status of BYU football and the direction they're trending?
2: You know, I don't, I don't think it's his weakest. I mean, you, I think as far as maybe like the, the, the flash, uh, maybe. But at the end of the day, you know, a true voter, somebody that is, is, is looking at a Heisman candidate is really going to say, OK, is, is this Heisman candidate, does he change the game? You know, does he take the game into his own hands? Can he put his, his, the, you know, his players, his team on his back and, you know, take them to the promised land? And that's exactly what Jason Hill did. You know, regardless if it was if it was pretty, or if it was ugly, flashy or not flashy, I mean, he really took control of the game and said, "I'm not going to lose. You guys, follow me. I'm about to part this red Sea, and we're gonna go to the land flowing with milk and honey." You know, that's exactly <laughs> what he did. And, and 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 you know, as a as a Heisman voter, I mean, that's what you want to look at. Yeah, you, you got to get the stats and the numbers to to, to be appealing to to be in that discussion, but at the end of the day, can you single-handedly take care, you know, take over a ball game and win? And in football, that's very difficult. And In basketball, it's easy. You can give it to LeBron James, you know, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan, they can take over. But in football, you need, you need 22 guys, you know, at each given play to do that. And, and when you got somebody special like Taysom Hill, who can, who can do that by himself, I mean, that, that is a high-end candidate right there.
1: I think the disconnect between maybe how you feel and how I feel is that maybe your standard is higher for the BYU team. I I feel like, okay, the possibility of undefeated is there. Taysom at his peak could maybe get to New York City. Probably not. New York 6 is the most likely scenario if BYU gets undefeated. Do you have loftier expectations and goals for BYU and thus the disappointment?
2: You, you know, I think, I think that's the, the biggest thing is, is the, the bar is set extremely high with, with me personally and mm-hmm. And with Cougar fans, I mean, you, you gotta take a look. After at, the
1: Texas game, right? Because of that right, game? At, right,
2: right, exactly. After the Texas game. And we all, we all said, you know, if, if BYU can be undefeated at, you know, the first two weeks going into week three, I mean, this is a, a, a chance for a, uh, you know, obviously national recognition, but, uh, you know, undefeated season. And, and we, we all know that it's a stretch for, for them to, to get into the playoffs and, and, and things like that. But, you know, we still wanted to have that that national recognition. We wanted BYU to come up in that conversation. And if BYU continues to to win games that are you know by by seven points, eight points, nine points to these these teams that you know aren't really that great in the eyes of of of, of voters and, and 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 the nation, then you know how how much credibility can you give BYU? And that's and that's the the concerning thing to me is you know I don't want these voters and 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 uh, uh, the, the nation to look back at, at, at the BYU season and say, oh, well, they barely beat Houston. Oh, they, they barely beat, you know, UNLV. You know, when, when, when they look at the resume, you got to have a nice resume. you got to build it up. Okay, they win. They smacked Texas, you know, on the road. They, and, and you look at all these other cupcake games, it clearly blasted them. Yeah, this, this team deserves a, an opportunity. This team deserves a chance. And I think that's really what all I was expecting. And that's going to be very hard if, if BYU continues to win and, and play the way they played last night.
0: We live in a society where it's, what have you done for me lately? And, and lately yep. now it's an eight-point win over Houston, which is just five days after they beat Texas 41-7. to seven. The good thing, and we need to all remember this across BYU Sports Nation, is the Cougar football team will have multiple opportunities to play in front of big-time audiences. They have a Friday night game at Boise State. They have another Thursday night spectacle at Central Florida. Friday, Utah State. Friday, Utah State game at home. There will be opportunities for BYU to, again, steal the national attention. My point is, they won. It wasn't as good as everybody wanted it to be, per se, but they still won the game, and if you can go out and impress against Central Florida, Utah State, and Boise State, who in the world is thinking about? Yeah, but they only beat Houston by eight points.
1: Maybe if it's getting into the playoff and not uh, not the New Year's Six. But if you're if you always undefeated, to me, they're going to be in the New Year Six, uh, New Year oh, yeah, Six, definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely. They, they they definitely will be. You know, and, and like I said, it's, it's going to be a stretch. You know, we all know it's a stretch for the, for the playoffs, right? But, but, you know, the undefeated, the six that, they're in, that's good. But when, when – when, and Spencer, you make a great point. I mean, that's the great thing about football. There's so many different opportunities that you have, you know, to, to get better, uh, you know, study your mistakes, uh, and then improve on those things. And, and, and they, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to do that. And, and if they win convincingly against these teams, the, you know, the Boise State, uh, you know, on national TV, just like last night, then yeah, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna care, you know, about about what what happened against Houston. Uh, but that that's the thing is that they, they they have to win strong. They have to they have to be, you know, it has to be a, a, a convincing win against these teams on national television. You know, if if if, if, if they go out and play very similar uh, to uh, you know last night's game and and, and they're in the spotlight and, and it's the only game on then people are going to be like, well, I don't know. Maybe they're not that good. Maybe this place milk isn't, you know, that great. Or, you know, maybe – and then you start going big picture, right? Maybe Texas isn't, wasn't that good. Or, you know, little, little things like that is what, what can creep into them, uh, these voters into you know, the nation. Uh, and so to, to, to really control what you can control uh, is by going out and dominating, putting 50-plus points on the board – and not allowing you know no more than than fourteen points like, on these smaller schools.
0: Everybody that BYU plays against, by the way, if you like the Cougars and you root for them, you need to you need to become the biggest fans of Connecticut, Texas, Houston, and and Virginia this weekend against twenty first ranked Louisville. Root for the teams that BYU plays to win big games because that also will scream relevance. Not only BYU winning convincingly or winning important games but how their opponents perform. Brian, I want to ask you this. We have a couple of minutes left, but what is the current biggest strength and weakness of BYU's football team right now?
2: And I, I, you know, I think, I think the biggest strength is the defense. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the, the defense hasn't gotten a lot of credit just because of uh, the, the, the stride in the game that, that the offense has made. I mean, it's a completely new offense. From what we saw last year, uh, as far as execution uh, and 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 you know scoring and and being able to convert on third downs and, and even in the red zone, uh, and and so I, I really think that shine and 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 just the, you know how high off the life everybody is from being three and zero it's really been distracting from what the, the BYU defense is doing. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest the biggest weakness. Is, is probably not necessarily a, a position group or, you know, that, that, that one guy or, or, anything like that. But I would, I would just say it's probably more just, just discipline. Um, you know, there's so many penalties, uh, you know, throughout these, these last three weeks and some came at crucial times that, that led to, to, to points and it led to extending drives. Uh, and so, uh, and, 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 and ending drives as well. And so I think if BYU can, can clean up, uh, you know, those penalties and, and, and be more consistent and, and, and execute at a higher level. I mean, the the game really is going to change you. You, you will even with three turnovers, like, like BYU had, it, it's still a different game. And, and, and you, you talk about having three turnovers and not only just winning, right? Cause that's very rare, but then winning at a high level, you know, scoring 50 points and giving up three turnovers and then not
1: allowing no more than 14 points,
2: man, now that's it. Now you're turning some eyes right there, turning some heads, and you're back in that national discussion.
1: Well, Brian, we appreciate the insight. We look forward to uh, seeing you on after further review Tuesday night, and tell B-Lo hello for us.
2: Oh yeah, I will. I will. I kept him. I kept him calm. He said. He said hi.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Brian. i <laughs> uh, see you guys.
0: I talked to Tony Levine last night, the head coach of the Houston football team, and uh, great dude. I mean he. His team just lost, but a very, very gracious person. And I told him, downright, Coach, I, I want your team to win every game. I want you to win the American Conference. I, flat out. Yes. Flat out. That, I mean, that. root for the teams that BYU plays against. Yeah, they need
1: strength to get sca- Nate Austin's here. Okay. What? Nate Austin just just dropped off a shoe. Is this your shoe, Nate? He's, he threw a jersey at you. What
0: the heck?
1: Okay, okay. I think the origin of this is um, <laughs> Nate and Kyle Chilton were not happy that we did not have a... Ba- we still don't have a basketball A here. basketball presence. We still don't have a basketball. There's a
0: big fat shoe right pra- in the middle of the desk now. You
1: know what? I, I love that we added this swag. We're going to have to reward Nate by having him on next week, I think. And a jersey. And a, nice. pra- a practice added jersey. to the swag. Nate has has since left. He's got class, I think. Even
0: though he threw it in my face and he (laughs) slammed it down. He did throw it right in your face. Yeah, it kind of hurt. That was on purpose. (laughs) Blaine Fowler joins us next. His takeaway from BYU-Houston. This is Craig Bills, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU-TV. The Houston defenders are still shielding themselves. From Craig Bills. From Craig Bills. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Oh, I am just laying the boom. boom. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting from Studio B in Crystal Clear Radio Vision on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, and on BYU TV. Download our show podcast on iTunes.
1: Do it. Now. And listen to it on 2X. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, one lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. Very cool. With our BYU Sports Nation, take your fandom to South Beach. You're ruining it. Contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami.
0: The contest ends October 4th. You want a free trip? Follow us on Twitter. Send any tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. Joining us now, former BYU national champion, dual threat BYU TV sports analyst, and the man who has two Y factor wins, Blaine Fowler. Yes, Fallon. he does. Blaine. Props to you for uh, almost calling another one last night with Craig Bills.
3: Well, you know what? I figured that Houston was a team that was going to spread things out and that uh, that Craig would have to have a big game if they were going to be successful defensively. And He did. He, le- he led the team defensively again this week. But, uh, you know, to win it as a defender, to win the Y factor, to it's win hard. over the fans, you have to have a marquee play. You know, in that first week he had the big pick. And so – so it's hard, it's hard to pick a defender. It's kind of like the Heisman trophy balloting. If there's a good quarterback or running back, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to win that thing. So, so I took a chance. I was proud of the way Craig played, but I kind of had a feeling all along that, <laughs> that Dave's boy, Jamal, would win this thing.
1: Well, Dave had the first pick. He's kind of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's had multiple first picks. One was Anthony Bennett and Mitchell Jurgens. And one was LeBron James in uh, Jamal Williams, <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Exactly. You
3: know, and here and here's the thing, we're getting we're getting far enough into the season now that we're gonna have to start transferring some of our, our guys to A factors. Like's been an A factor since the beginning of the year. I I think Jamal's gonna have to be an A factor. And you know what? It might be time to take Craig Bills and Jordan Leslie and make them A factors as well. Because it's obvious we're that close. those those yeah, those guys are gonna be the most consistent players. Uh, From from on a week to week basis. So so now, are they really a Y factor or an X factor when we just expect that they're going to be one of the top contributors? So it, it, you know, we, get, we need to talk about it. It may be another week, but, but we're going to have to take some guys off the list of draft picks. I think.
1: Yeah, we'll have to look. There's a national committee uh, in a, a long legislation and blue t- red tape uh, rule book to actually get that <laughs> done. Which is our Monday meeting with the talent generally. So we'll figure that yeah. out. But congratulations <laughs> to uh, Dave on the on the victory there. Uh, our Twitter yeah. question today is: What's your biggest takeaway from BYU's win against Houston? What do you think?
3: Well, I, I'll tell you, to to have a special season and to be undefeated, you have to have a game or two during the season where you don't play perfect, um, but, but you come away with it anyhow. And I never thought that that game was in doubt at any time last night. I never thought that BYU wasn't in control. I, you know, Houston made some runs, and, and BYU made errors. I felt the same errors. way,
0: Blaine. I felt the exact same way.
3: Yeah, you know, Houston, uh, BYU made errors that allowed Houston to stay in the game. You know the last minute, seventeen or whatever it was of that first half, when BYU has two turnovers and Houston turns those two turnovers into twelve points immediately. You know that, that put Houston back in the ball game. BYU had a number of, of uh, aggressive errors in terms of penalties. Um, you know we had a whiff punt for our whiff punch. Uh, where a guy gets ejected. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Nick, come on, if you're going to hit the heavy bag, at least hit it right. At least hit it. Get something for your money. But but uh, so there were a number of those kinds of penalties. There were penalties on third down plays that extended drives. You know, for Houston. Of course, of course, Houston had a few of those that helped BYU early in the game. But but all in all, you have to have a couple of ugly wins. I'm going to categorize this as an ugly win. Just because it was so far from perfect, yet, in my mind, they were always comfortably ahead in that game. I never felt that that the game was in jeopardy at any point. And the bar is so high now with how well BYU played, particularly in the third quarter of that Texas game, that if they don't go out and score in the 40s and just dominate their opponent, we feel like they're below expectations. And you know what? They are below their potential when they don't dominate, but... But in a long season, you have to have some games where you don't play perfect and you still come up with a win if you want to do something special.
0: I mentioned this earlier with Jerem, but in 96, when BYU went 14-1, and they had a three-point win over SMU, 17-14.
1: How about 84? Did you have games like the Houston game? Oh, yeah, we
3: had, we had a couple of games. We, you know, we didn't play particularly well against Hawaii, and that's a team that we should have dominated. 18-13? We came away with it. we didn 't play particularly well against Wyoming that year um, and and got what I would call an ugly win um, where we should have just dominated both of those teams, but for some reason or another, we just whether it was lack of attention because we should have dominated them or whatever it was and I look at b y u on and this game you remember in the preseason we were talking about teams that scared me and and this was one of them, and the reason was style of play, so matchups they spread you out, especially coming off of a game where we knew Texas was just going to try to be physical with them. So it's a completely different mindset. You take your team, you go on the road to the East Coast to play UConn, then fly back, then you turn around, you fly down to Austin and play in front of 100,000-plus. And and now you've got a short week to prepare for a completely different team. I felt like when it was time for BYU to put their foot on the gas pedal last night and just blow that team out, That when that opportunity came, they put their foot on the gas but there just wasn't any gas left in the tank to be able to accelerate. And so they just muddled through the next two quarters, and they got a win. And that's okay, because now they get nine days to prepare for Virginia, and I feel like they'll be a lot more energetic, they have a lot more in terms of game planning ready to go. And this, this was a game, the Houston game, that really scared me because of the way the schedule's set up and because of their style of play. And so sometimes you just got to be happy to get a
0: win, get out of there, and move on. Guess what? John O'Korn and those receivers. John children of O'Korn. They're going to win some games in the American Conference. Let's talk about BYU's quarterback, Blaine Taysom Hill. 360 total yards, a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Had a couple of interceptions, although I'm not going to call either of those bad passes. Rather, one of them was just a dynamic play by Trayvon Stewart of Houston. Assess his performance. He didn't have that iconic moment. But I still feel like, as a Heisman Trophy candidate, when his team needed him to step up late in the game, he found a way to win. He was not going to let BYU lose that game. Is that not Heisman-esque enough? Oh, let me put it this way. If, if he's not playing quarterback last night, BYU loses. Like if they just have an
3: average guy playing quarterback, just a game manager playing quarterback, they lose to Houston last night. I mean, he... He won the game for BYU. I mean, he his his rushing because remember, let's remember, a lot of the runs that he had last night were not designed run plays. I mean, he a lot of his big games and first down conversions were on plays where he's dropping back or, or or making a read and just takes off and runs and wills himself to to a big play, and, and none bigger than at the end of the game when they're in their two minute stall offense, he gets a critical first down and doesn't give the ball back to Houston. He gets met three yards behind the first down marker and just runs over guys, spins out, and gets the first down like we've seen him so many times. That was a that was a big play. That's as big as a 60-yard play. And so, so, yeah, without Taysom Hill, they don't win the ball game. He put him on his back last night when everybody else looked tired, and he just absolutely carried him. That's what a Heisman Trophy candidate does.
1: And it, BYU ran 96 plays, for goodness sake. 26 rushes by Taysom, 34 throws. There was an eight-minute and eight-second period where BYU uh, – through an interception, Alani Fua had a personal foul on a third down and goal. Mitchell Jurgens fumbles as the Hail Mary TD. And Scott Arlano does not get the first down, despite his best effort to try and convince the refs that he did indeed make the first down. Uh, that period, for me, is five unforced errors that are pretty correctable for BYU. Yeah,
3: that, that's the, the bright side of things is, for the rest of the season, Taysom shouldn't have to carry the team like he did. There's things that they can clean up in terms of discipline, in terms of penalties, and those kinds of things, and, and I think they're going to get better play out of their offensive line as the season goes, as season progresses. And so, yeah. And, and Jamal Williams, you know, let's not let's not forget the game that Jamal had because that was not an an easy hundred yard rushing game. I mean, he had to work for every yard he got last night. He didn't have any big explosive plays. He didn't go for forty yards. A long on any play. of sixteen. Right, and so so that was a very workmanlike effort out of Jamal Williams. Um, so they went out and they basically physically beat Houston last night. They were more physical, um, and, and they won the game because they are more physical. And the thing that this does is it goes. So this is two weeks in a row that two teams have said our number one priority is we are not going to let Taysom Hill hurt us running the football, and we are going to have our number one priority be stop the run game. So,
1: three hundred twenty-three yards later.
3: Neither of them could do it. And so what that tells you is that if a team actually stops BYU from running the football sometime this season, they're going to have to commit a lot of resources in terms of manpower to do it. They're going to have to play eight and nine guys up there to do it. And and then BYU is going to get big plays in the passing game. Uh, Because with five and six in the box and even seven in the box, two very talented teams defensively with team speed all over the place could not stop BYU from running the ball. So the team that does it, if that's Virginia next week, my feeling is Virginia's going to have to commit so many resources to stopping the run that they're going to leave one-on-one opportunities on the outside, and big BYU will make big plays in the pass game. Um, so so that, that's the positive of what to take out of last night is you can't stop BYU from running it. Even if you're a, a decent defense, and I do believe that Houston has a good defense, and, and you said, Spencer, that they'll win games in the American Athletic Conference, yes. they absolutely will. Yes. That's a quality defense over there.
0: Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. A well, probably let's see, about eleven hours after calling, finishing calling the BYU TV game day replay between BYU and Houston. He's up early with us. This tweet early. in early. It's ten forty-three, man. It's still early. Wake well, we up okay. early. I
3: got I got home from the game at one a.m. I got into bed by one thirty, and I got up at seven fifteen and
0: went and worked out. What are you talking about, early man? Settle down, Blaine. <laughs> okay, we can not all be Mister Bionic. <laughs> oh, by the way, we talked to your wife the other day in the lobby, and, and she said, "Isn't he hot?" <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, that happened. Yep, you can tell her I said that too. We thought it yeah. was. we thought it was pretty fun. Okay, there's fun. there's this there's this tweet in. Uh, on Twitter, and there's this weird mojo going on across BYU Sports Nation about this is a, a disappointing win. What would you say to the skeptics that, hey, BYU was exposed, like maybe they're not as good as we thought they are? What's your reaction to that?
3: No, I, I, I think you can say it's a disappointing win, but, but go back to the schedule and the short week and the two road trips at great distance and the energy extended there and coming in. And to me, yeah, BYU looked tired and, and a little bit worn down in the second half of that football game. But but they get a win. And and, and a Houston, we're not giving Houston enough credit. I think when Houston lost to the University of Texas San Antonio, we completely dismissed them as a team. Yes. And this is a team that still has talent. They've got some issues offensively because they have got to get better up front. And they have talent at the skill positions. They've got really talented wide receivers. O'Corn is a talented player. They just got to figure out a way to keep people out of his face. Um, and, and when BYU was most effective was when they got after him and blitzed him like UTSA. And oh by the way, UTSA is a pretty good football team with a lot of resources and a very good coach and a lot of team speed. And so I think Houston's better than people give him credit for. And you know what? BYU didn't play their best game last night. They didn't play perfect, but they still won, and they never were in jeopardy of losing that football game. Sometimes you got to do that. You know. People point to great. he talked about the '96 team. We talked about the '84 team. One of the best teams, and I hate to even say this on BYU radio, but one of the best teams we've ever had in the state here was the 2004 Utah team. Sure, that's a team that, at the end of the year, I wanted them to play anybody. I'm like, bring on Auburn, bring on USC, absolutely, and of course Pitt. Yeah, Matt, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know, and they ended up with Pitt, which was just a tragedy. But, but I think they could have played with anybody that year. So that team, very similar to the 96 BYU team, very similar to the 84 BYU team. I remember the Air Force game that year. They got down, I think, 14 to nothing to start that game. I was like, what in the world is going on? And, and they were able to come back. You, you've got to have one or two ugly wins where you don't play your best and you still scratch one out. Let's, let's chalk the Houston game up to that. Check. And, and, and then have them move on from that. I expect with nine days prep time, for them to dominate the University of Virginia. And you know what? I think Virginia's better than they were last year. We'll see. We'll get a real good test this weekend when Virginia plays UCLA. Um, and, and so – no, Louisville, when Louisville. they play Louisville. Yep. And so so I think Louisville is a quality football team, and we'll see how Virginia does against them. But my early thought is is that is that Virginia's a better football team, and I still think with nine days prep and a, and a, a chance to heal up a little bit and feel better – that BYU at home will dominate Virginia.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. Let's finish with this. After further review coming up Tuesday at 8 Eastern, what's a player too that we might see on there that you want to uh, do some digital telestration with?
3: Well, we're, we're going to show a number of plays where Taysom's running the football and show what Houston did to try to contain him and why they still weren't able to contain him and, and why he's being so effective running the football. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. Um, we're also going to show you some things that BYU can do better. You know, Touchdown pass. Um, was it to Greenberry? We're going to break that down and talk about technique for Rob Daniel. We'll let, we'll let uh, Brian Logan show us how his technique could could be better. And you know what? Technique you can fix. So maybe in the Virginia game, Rob Daniel gets in that same position, defending that same route against a Virginia receiver, and he does a better job. So, so we're going to, we'll, we'll break down some things for you. We'll get out on the field and we'll show you some things in terms of technique, um, on how BYU can improve and get better next week and why they are going to improve and get better next week.
1: Make sure Dave signs the permission slip this week to get on that field with you guys. Okay? I know. You know every,
3: every time he's out there, I get really, really nervous. I think he's going to get hurt. I'm really nervous about that.
0: <laughs> Blaine Fowler on his way back to the gym, but not before he stops and gives his wife a hug for uh, that huge compliment. Blaine, always good well, to talk but, to you, man.
3: It's, it's Brenda's birthday this weekend, nice. so we've got, we've got to be good to Brenda. It's her birthday this
0: weekend. <laughs> or every week, right? Hey, great insight, man.
3: This week it really is her birthday
0: Sunday, so make sure when you guys see her next week, you tell her happy birthday. You got it. It is down and done. We'll see you on after further review. All right, guys. We'll see you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, some of Jeremy and I's favorite lighter moments from the game last night. And there were several. More of your tweets. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday night, 8 Eastern, BYU and
1: Houston relive it with After Further Review and get set for BYU and Virginia. Again, that's Tuesday, 8 Eastern on BYU TV.
0: We had several laugh-out-loud moments from oh. last night's game. Oh, man. Let's let's start with the Mitchell Juergens play at the end of the first half. Not that it's he not fumbled. It's not that he fumbled.
1: It's <laughs> Trayvon Stewart jumping
0: Ten minutes after the ball was completed to Mitchell.
1: <laughs> it looks like you're playing a video game and you press triangle set, to jump instead of square to dive. Secondly. He's the other way and he jumps. What? So, I tweeted that. So you have good. to watch
0: it. Yeah, it's really funny. You'll watch it at least ten times. Uh, the targeting penalty on Craig Bills.
1: Okay, he hits so hard with his shoulder that they're like, targeting. They and, then, throw- and then it's like, that was a very clean, awesome hit. It
0: wasn't even close. I know. Well, That's silly. So, what? yeah. They're,
1: well, it's those refs didn't have a great view of it. They weren't down on the field right by the plate. Wait. Uh, also, Tijon Karoma throws Wish. punches at the air, <laughs> gets thrown out, and then the director, ESPN, cuts to him, and he's like, what? Hands on his, his, his reaction
0: what? His no! reaction is fantastic. What? It was great. The thing is, the, the sad part you, about you that is... You should get thrown out for that, yes. The sad but, part but about he that didn't is the, even connect. the offensive line struggled because T. John is, is really good. So it's sad that he had to leave the game.
1: <laughs> he punches but he, air, but he and punches, it's like, you're out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Strike three! <laughs> what, what was your biggest takeaway from last night's win? Let's get a couple of tweets in. Tweet, tweet. At BYU fan 007. Ha ha! Well, this has nothing to do with the game. Awesome bomb on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation by... Rexosaurus Rex, Nate Austin. Hope he throws <laughs> down the basketball this season like he did the swag. <laughs> if you missed it earlier,
1: Nate storms in here, puts a shoe on the desk, and throws a jersey right in Spencer's kisser. Bam! Right there. And then he leaves. He is not happy. Uh-oh. We don't have basketballs up on the top of the set. We have two on the bottom. But up on the top, is, it's not good enough. So
0: he made sure there's stuff. How about a football tweet? At Mama Lindstro? Don't let up! In all caps. Full throttle all game long. That, th- that's, that's the, the idea. goal. That's yeah, the idea. That is exactly. the goal. That's what we're shooting for. Up next, we get you caught up today on all things BYU Sports, Soccer, Volleyball, and our favorite sounds from last night's game. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rexus. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by Dexterlaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back on a Friday. This is how we do it. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. How about some of our favorite sounds and comments from last night's WIN!
3: overall plenty to work on with a lot of things
1: that i was pleased with too
2: there's obviously some, th- some things that we need to clean up but overall I'm, I'm happy with the way that i've played so far i'm happy with the way that our
3: offense as a unit has played and our defense is, is incredible so um we've, we've got a really good team second
2: down and 11
3: cougars
1: bring pressure and a safety jackson doesn't get out of the- A few critical penalties at the wrong time, a few sudden change opportunities, and the game probably looks different. But we we weren't ready to execute quite at that high level yet. Back to pass. To the end zone. Touchdown, Matthews!
2: I think we made a good statement, but I definitely say this isn't our best game. Um, I don't think we played up to our potential at all. We just happened to be a good team and pulled it out when it counted.
3: Second and goal from the two. Williams, touchdown!
2: We came out and got right on them, and uh, we just came off the gas just a little bit. Uh, I think we just we haven't been used to getting up on people so quickly in, in the first half, but it's, it's a, a good thing that we're doing now. We just got to keep on them the whole game and, and not let them come back. Taysom, touchdown!
1: Taysom! Leaves all quarterbacks in the FBS Yay. with six rushing
3: touchdowns. We have just a series of basically
1: um, nine more one-game seasons in the, in the situation we're in. And so
0: it doesn't do us any good really to think about what we've already done.
1: I think we own them one.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLot.com. It's easy. It goes to David Almodova, the Again, Director of Marketing and Promotion for BYU Sports totally worth it. That's the card. Stu- the card stun on the east
1: side between the first and second quarters. We will never forget switch rise and roar. Awesome. The flag national anthem across the field. Awesome. It was tremendous military man meeting his wife. Oh, oh she's bawling. It was. Oh, that was that fantastic. Was, it was dusty. It was dusty. That was really. Hey, thanks cool. to Brian Logan Plain Fowler and everyone on our crew. Game three game week is done.
0: The show on demand on BYU sports Nation.com. for Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jared Lee. BYU Women's Soccer on BYU TV tomorrow. We're back to work on Monday here in Studio B. Ah! (laughs) 3-0!